This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Sproles in the backfield, third down and 12. Wentz can't find anyone, spins away, under pressure. Still on his feet. Now he fires downfield and it's caught by Nelson Aguilar for an Eagles touchdown. 58 yards. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the BetQL Audio Network. Forget about nickel or dime, Eli. We got a big trade in the NFL. The uh, second big quarterback movement that we've seen so far, and maybe this starts the domino effect. Maybe. A lot of coaches have been talking about it, including Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Once one goes, we might see a lot of activity. Maybe that is the case. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here, live on the Radio.com app and 1430 in Denver. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily. And uh, Ross, so... It just went down. We're uh, reacting live to the Carson Wentz to the Colts trade. Here's the deal. Indianapolis gives up a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. However, that, too, in 2022 could be a first-rounder. It's a first-rounder if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this upcoming season or if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps and Indianapolis makes the playoffs. I I don't know about you, Ross, but I think it's likely that that ends up being a one and a three for Wentz. So, correct. Let's 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 lay it out, Joe. I mean, and there's a lot to get to here. And thank you, Howie Roseman and the Eagles, for doing this while I'm live on BetQL Daily. I owe you one. <laughs> if, if it's not a first-round pick, Okay, then this is a pretty disastrous trade for the Colts because that means either Wentz got hurt or Wentz was so terrible they didn't start him. In which case, Joe, they gave up a second and third round pick for a quarterback that got hurt or a quarterback that uh, got beat out by Jacoby Brissett or whoever else they have on the roster, right? Like they bench him for... Who's the kid they took last year in the fourth round? Jacob Eason, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying is the Colts should want it to be a first-round pick because that means that Wentz played the whole year and and then ideally played well for them. If not, they just gave up a second and third-round pick for either a hurt quarterback or a quarterback that can't play anymore. Elliot Shore Parks of WIP, a radio.com insider, just broke it down on, on the snaps from Wentz. In 2020, when he was benched, he still played 72% of the snaps. 2019, 99%. 2018, 66%. Back in 2017, we remember that year, uh, still played 78%, even though uh, we had that injury there. 
So this past season playing 72%. And and now if he plays that many, like you just uh, alluded to, Ross, they should be a playoff team. I don't know how many playoff teams are going to be in there. Are, are they going to go back? Are they going to go back a little bit? I, I would say probably not. But uh, with the addition of Wentz, everybody else returning with that coaching staff, even if it's average quarterback play from Carson Wentz this year, maybe he's not bottom five in every statistical category. That means they should be in the postseason. So there's four there's four possibilities for Carson Wentz. Okay, there's number one, he gets back to being the MVP caliber player he was in 2017, a top five quarterback in the NFL. There's Wright gets him back to being the player he was in 2018 and 2019, which is somewhere between, I'd say, 7 to 12. You know, statistically, he was probably 10th or 11th, but they had nobody around him those two years. Nobody. And he carried them to the playoffs both years. So 7 to 12. Then there's just that they can get him back to being – a competent starter. And then there's that. He still plays like he did last year. So I don't know, Joe, what the percentage is of each chance. Like, I I don't think it's real likely that he ever gets back to being a top five MVP guy. Obviously the Colts think that it is very likely they can get him back to what he was in 18 and 19 with their O-line, with their team, with Frank Reich, the Eagles don't feel that way. You know, if the Eagles thought they could get him back to how he played in 2018 and 2019, they wouldn't be Mm -hmm. trading him in the first place. They They got the new Colts offensive coordinator. They would just have him do it. So the Colts have more faith in their ability to get Wentz back to the caliber of player he was in 18 and 19 than the Eagles do period um and I don't know Joe I I I guess I feel like there's maybe a five percent chance he gets back to being a top five quarterback that's the long shot yes that's the long shot what what is say I would say yeah I would say 25% 25% chance he gets back to being between 7 to 12. Okay. 25% chance. I, I would say the the most likely is he becomes between 12 and 25, which is a competent NFL starter. I'll yeah. say like 50%, I'll put him in that category. And then I'll say 20% that he's as terrible as he was this year. Because he, he was terrible. I mean, he was so bad. He was painful to watch. But we had four other years where he wasn't that bad. So the Eagles, I think, are concerned that he'll never get better than that. Like that he's kind of lost it. Meanwhile, I think the Colts obviously think – I think the Colts think, Joe, 50% is he's a competent starting quarterback. 25% he's top 12. 5% he's top 5. So in their mind, that's 80% chance that they've got at least a, an average starting quarterback and with upside. What are the chances they just upgraded going from Rivers to Wentz? Is is it more than likely or I'd say 50-50. No. 
50-50? I think okay. I think I think Rivers was probably like the 16th, 17th best quarterback last year. I think there's uh-huh. a 50% chance Wentz is better than that and a 50% chance he's worse. All right, let's not gloss over the offensive line. You cover the Eagles. You do the pregame on a radio.com sports station, WIP there. The the offensive line from 2020 for the Eagles compared to the offensive line he's going to be going to in Indianapolis in 2021. I mean, how how many upgrades is this for Wentz? Well, it should be noted the Eagles had just about the best O-line in football, 17, 18, 19. Okay. okay. So he's a little spoiled in that regard. He's used to playing because even when they had no weapons and Jeffrey got hurt, Deshaun Jackson got hurt and whatever, they they usually had the O-line. Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. This year they did not, and it did not go well for him. The Colts have a very good offensive line, a top five offensive line. However, they are losing their left tackle, Anthony Casanzo. He's retiring. It's a big position. It's an important position. So now they got to find somebody that can play left tackle. There's some talk about Quentin Nelson moving out there to left tackle. I don't really see that as a fit. He's got a very different body type. So that would surprise me a little bit. But that's an important position that the Colts will have to figure out. Mm-hmm. But they have a much better offensive line. The flip side is those guys have stayed really, really healthy, Joe. Really healthy. So will they continue? That's the question. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network reacting to the breaking news. Carson Wentz has been traded from the Eagles to the Colts. The Colts are sending Philadelphia a 2021 third rounder and a conditional 2022 second rounder, which could become a first round draft pick. Right now on points bet, you can get the Colts at 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, and they are minus 106 to win their division, the uh, AFC South. Uh, A few things that pop out to me, Ross Tucker, right away, immediate reaction to this deal is, yeah, I'm sure Wentz did want to go to the Colts, but with some possible deals that could be on the horizon for this position, Wentz changes conferences. We see uh, teams are inclined to do so. They'd love to do so. If they don't have to trade, they they hate trading quarterbacks in division. That's, That's rare. Probably not going to happen this year, Um, but they'd prefer to go to the other conference. The Eagles were able to accomplish that. A lot of rumblings about, hey, Philadelphia wants the Stafford deal. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of teams want the Stafford deal. They didn't get anything close to the Stafford deal, but there is a chance that they ended up getting a a first-round pick here. And uh, the, the reported good cop in the relationship, Frank Reich, Gets the QB, not the bad cop, John Filippo in Chicago. You know, it's a great point. And it seemed pretty clear, Joe, that Wentz did not want to go to Chicago. He wanted Reich. He didn't want Filippo. He wanted a better team and a more stable organization, stable franchise. And he's kind of more of an Indianapolis guy. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, He's like a Midwest type of kid, but I don't mean like Chicago City kid. He's more like, uh, I can picture him living like in Muncie, Indiana and being happy about that. 
You know what I mean? And people like, are going to leave him alone, right? I, well, yeah, and and, they, and he lived in South Jersey, and you know, in a rural area. But um, yeah, man, I I just think I think it's a great fit for Wentz and for the Eagles. Let's put this in perspective, Joe. A lot of people feel like the Rams had to give up a first round pick to get rid of Jared Goff's contract. Meanwhile. The Eagles get a three and likely a one to get rid of Wentz's contract. That that is very interesting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, think about that. Yeah, yeah. All right, with the addition of Wentz, so many so many unknowns here. So so many. It's it's hard to figure out because we've talked about the upside. Uh, the different possible outcomes for the Colts as high as MVP caliber, as bad as we're starting quarterback in the NFL. It's like what we talked about throughout the entire football season. I don't, I don't know that we've seen this before a drastic fall like this today, Ross, where are the Colts in the AFC picture? Where are they? Are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they a division winner and just, the playoff team like okay so you you have to start with the chiefs you start there and we maybe you can make the assumption that deshaun watson is going to change conferences we could talk about that uh i i don't think they're at the uh the buffalo level um baltimore maybe they have some issues they're trying to figure out pittsburgh we, we don't know what's happening with ben roethlisberger how many teams in the afc are better than the colts today um, I would put them right about where I would have like the Browns, which is to say, I think that they are just a notch below Kansas City, but absolutely in the mix. Like, I think it's probably Joe, Kansas City. And then the next ring in my mind would be Buffalo, Baltimore. Then you get to Cleveland, Indy. That's how I would stack it up. I don't know if that's how points bet is. Is has Tennessee the there for them? No, Ten- no, they need to get Hello? much better on defense. They they lost their offensive coordinator. No, mm-hmm. I I who is their play caller and is credited with turning around Derrick Henry, Henry <laughs> and uh, Ryan Tannehill. And then Pittsburgh, I have no idea. Right, great defense, a lot of turnovers last year. What's happening with the offense? Well, especially now that Big Ben's going to be your quarterback in Chicago. <laughs> Is that your hot take? Well, I'm joking, but here's the thing. Yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures. The Broncos and Bears are on the hot seat. And Big Ben is a guy that could play well enough to get you off. Now, I don't think he's going anywhere, but Big Ben's a guy that could get you, that could get let you keep your job. If he's especially if Pittsburgh cuts him and he's motivated, everybody thinks yeah. though that he will uh, he'll retire if he gets cut by them. That's that that's funny because the the word was once they want to come to Chicago, I wouldn't want to go to Chicago either. But something I've joked about Ross is okay. Find me the long list of quarterbacks that want to go to the Bears, where where the head coach and GM are on the hot seat walking into the season and they spend all their money on defense. Where's where's that list of quarterbacks that that want to go to Chicago? Yeah, I mean it's it's a really really good point. Why would you want to go there right now? They're going to end up getting like a Jameis Winston, yep, someone like that, 
and they're going to roll the dice that he can play well. Uh, that was your call very early on, even before the offseason started, that Jameis would be coming to Chicago. I can see that happening 100%. Uh, we're going to continue to react to the Carson Wentz trade and what it means for the other quarterbacks that could be possibly moving. Brett Coleman does great stuff on the film room on YouTube. He's going to be here to react. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. For the latest line movement and edges to beat the spread, download the BetQL app today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the radio.com app. You can watch live radio.com slash BetQL dash daily. We are on Twitter at BetQL daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. And we do have breaking news this hour in the National Football League. It happened. We have uh, more movement finally with the quarterback, Carson Wentz, now with the Colts, leaving the Eagles. They give up a three and a two. That two in 2022 could end up being a one. So now joining us here on BetQL Daily, friend of the program, Brett Coleman. He's a creator, analyst, host of the Film Room on YouTube. Make sure you're following him on Twitter by his name, at Brett Coleman. Brett, lay it on us. What's your reaction to the trade? Yeah, well, first things first, I got to say, uh, your your guys' ability to uh, adhere to FCC guidelines and not curse up a storm when that when that guy <laughs> said that Deshaun Watson is not an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. I respect it. I wouldn't be able to do the same thing. Uh, number two, I would say my first reaction to this Carson Wentz trade is the Eagles are really going all in for 2022 when you look at how this deal is structured. They're eating... 30 million of dead cap in 2021. They're getting a third round pick for 2021. They're likely to get a first round pick in 2022, assuming once plays 75% of the snaps, which most likely he will, because the Eagles wouldn't make that or the Colts wouldn't make that trade unless they were going to start him all year. So they're going to get a first round pick out of it in 2022. They're going to get a lot of cap relief in 2022 because Jalen Hurts is going to be dirt cheap. Or even if they take a quarterback at six, they're also going to be relatively dirt cheap. So to me, what this looks like is Howie Roseman is going to be there at least until 2022. They're going to see this through. They're going to get a lot of cap space. They're going to get extra picks, high value picks for 2022. And either they're going to build around Jalen Hurts, which is what I would do, or they're going to package these assets and try to move up to number three with Miami to get whoever's left between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields which is not what I would do. Not that I don't love those guys, but I would personally prefer Hertz and a bunch of weapons over Fields or Wilson. Um, but to me, what this is looking like is the Eagles are going to go through a soft rebuild in 2021 and then try to make that kind of classic second-year young, cheap quarterback playoff run that we've seen the Seahawks do and the Chiefs recently do and – uh, you know, the Browns just try to do with Baker Mayfield. That's what I think they're going for here. So, Brett, let's let's start with Wentz and just your level of confidence 
that he can get back to being a top five quarterback, uh, a seven through 12 type of quarterback, or even just a competent starting quarterback in the NFL. Cause he was not that a year ago. You know, it's tough to say if there's one guy who can get that out of him, it's Frank Reich. Um, because when you look at Wentz's major problems, it was a lot of mechanical issues. I mean, he overstrided like crazy, which would lock his hips. So the ball would sail on him. Frank Reich is notorious about drilling footwork and drilling mechanics uh, and, and making every single rep from a mechanical standpoint look the same so that the ball is more easily controlled. And, and you know, Wentz's mechanics were appreciably better when Frank Reich was there in Philadelphia. So I believe that can be improved. The hero ball, that can be coached out of him a little bit, but primarily by play calling. Um, you know, trying to do double chips on both sides and, and sending three receivers deep against cover four and saying, Carson, go run around and find a guy like what Doug Peterson was doing. It's not a recipe to make Carson all of a sudden stop playing hero ball. You know, if you really emphasize the quick game, if you are going to take a deep shot, have it be off play action, um, you know, the RPO game, you know, run the hell out of the ball, which is what the Colts like to do with Reich anyway. You know, if you kind of put the reins on him with the system, I think that will help limit the bad hero ball mistakes that we see Wentz make. So, yes, I do think that Reich can revive Wentz a little bit. Will he ever be an elite quarterback? Most likely not. I'm not completely ruling it out. Like, I feel like 2017 was the peak and it's been all downhill from there. Will he at least be an above average starter? I think it's possible, but again, it's going to take a lot of work from Frank Reich to get there. Uh, curious to see if there's any reaction in the betting markets right now. The Colts 25 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so, Brett, are, are you kind of saying there that chances are that the Colts just downgraded from Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz? Ooh, you know, I, right now I would say it's probably a lateral move when you take into account the ceiling of Wentz versus the, the physical ceiling of what Rivers was. Wentz is more mobile. He's got a stronger arm at this point. Um, but also the floor of Rivers was higher. So I think if we're taking the average of the ceiling and the floor, it's probably right about where they were last year. Uh, I think their potential to go deeper in the playoffs is higher. But again, it relies on Carson playing a lot better than he did last year. But I think the potential for them to be a worse team and not make the playoffs at all is also there because I think that uh, Wentz's potential for turnovers is even higher than Rivers, which is saying a lot. So I, I'm very much in wait-and-see mode with the Colts. But when I look at the rest of the AFC, like do I think they have a shot with Wentz to unseat Kansas City or Baltimore or really any of the other great A? I mean, even the Chargers, who I, I think – were a lot better than their record last year. Like, do I think that they're going to be a better team than all those teams? I, I, I don't really think so right now. You mentioned Hertz, and you kind of like the idea of Hertz over at Justin Fields or whatever. What did you see, Brett, on tape from Hertz, and what do you think or who do you think he could be in the NFL? Yeah, I, I feel like – this is again going off my college projection a lot because when you look at Jalen Hurts as a freshman at Alabama versus where he was at as a senior at Oklahoma and even as a junior at Oklahoma when he was two as backup, 
Uh, fun fact, the last two years of his college career, both as a starter at OU and when he played significant snaps as a backup at Alabama behind Tua because they blew everybody out, so he got a lot of throws in there. He was the second and then the third most accurate quarterback in back-to-back years in the country in terms of on-target accuracy. Not necessarily completion percentage, but was the ball catchable? He was top three in back-to-back years. Not even Joe Burrow did that, and he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the country. So he's a very accurate quarterback. Obviously, he's mobile. I mean, he works his butt off every single day. He's a phenomenal leader. I think some of his struggles last year, he was kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit and wasn't given a whole lot of help around him. I was not a big fan of how Doug Peterson was structuring the offense because I feel like you know, it was a lot of 5-0 protection. Uh, he had virtually no time to work in the pocket, so he had to do a lot with his legs. They didn't really have a whole lot going for him over the middle, which is where Hurts likes to work. But other than the tight ends, they didn't have any receivers that could work over the middle of the field. Um, and the run game was very hit or miss. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. So I, I feel like the real Jalen Hurts, which is what we saw in his last two years in college, is even better than the than the Jalen Hurts we saw in the NFL last year. So again, I think if you spend the number six overall pick, let's say you get lucky and you get a Jamar Chase, uh, you know you're using the extra third to pick up some O line depth. You know you you really build around Hurts and that accuracy that he has shown in the past, I, and plus the mobility. I think he can be a really really good starting quarterback. Um, and I don't necessarily think they need to go out and get Wilson or Fields. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on BetQL Daily reacting to the Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts deal with our guest Brett Coleman. He's the creator, analyst, host of The Film Room on YouTube. Follow him on Twitter by his name at Brett Coleman. Uh, so Stafford stays in the NFC. Detroit takes the best deal. Wentz changes conferences. Um, I, I don't know that it was it the best deal. Not quite sure, but Wentz didn't want to go to Chicago, wanted to go to Indianapolis for obvious reasons. Does this clue us in on what could happen with Deshaun Watson? You know, I, I think there's still a lot of players in the game for Deshaun Watson. I think in the end, Deshaun probably wants to go to San Francisco because, uh, you know, he's he's already got a big contract. He's got generational wealth at this point like he's he's got money so I think what he really wants is rings and I think his best chance to get rings is with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco I think he's holding out to see if that's possible um I I I know some people there have been conflicting reports about whether or not he wants to go to the Jets I don't doubt that he really likes Robert Sala and the coaching staff that they're building there in fact I like their coaching staff a lot too but as an organization, I don't think they're, they're ready to really make playoff runs right now. And I think he wants to go to a team that's ready to go win a ring. San Francisco was just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And if they weren't slammed with injuries in 2020, they, they might have been able to make another run. Uh, he's obviously an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo by a huge magnitude. So I, I think he's, he's probably holding out for Kyle Shanahan. Because if I was Deshaun Watson and I wanted to go get rings – that's the situation that makes the most sense for me. Brett, let's assume that the Bears can't get a guy like Deshaun Watson. What do you think is their best option right now, their best alternative? Oh, man. Uh, it's tough <laughs> because they are so far out of range of Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. 
they might get lucky and Trey Lance takes a little bit of a dip just because he only played one game in 2020. But even then, he's so talented that I, I doubt that happens. Like, for instance, if the Niners don't get Deshaun, I, could, I, I don't see Lance getting past them at, what is it, the 12th overall pick. So either way, it's going to be expensive. I, I feel like if they get Mac Jones, like, that's fine. He's better than Mitch Trubisky, but um, it, it's it's very much in, like, the Jimmy Garoppolo tier of, like, if you surround him with an incredible amount of talent, yeah, you can go make runs. But the Bears don't really have the money to do that. So I feel like they'd, they'd kind of be spinning in their wheels. And that's nothing against Mac Jones. He's a good quarterback. But special quarterbacks are what win Super Bowls. It's the Mahomeses. It's the Bradys in his own way. Uh, it's the Wilsons. It's the Rodgerses. All those guys. Are, you, you need that kind of quarterback to do this consistently. I don't necessarily think Mac Jones is the physical talent that can ascend to that level. So either they're going to have to pay an ungodly amount to work their way up to like the number three overall pick or, or they're going to have to pay an ungodly amount to, to try to sway Houston to trade him to Sean. I, I, I truly don't think they have any other options here because they're too good to pick high, but they're not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Brett, what do you think the next uh, quarterback move is? It's probably going to be Deshaun, I, I would imagine. Wow. Um, I, I know Houston is insistent that they're not trading him, but from what I've heard, like Deshaun has made it known to them over and over again, I am not playing for you. Trade me. And I, I think that they are just waiting for an offer that blows them away. And they have to say, oh, we're not trading him. But I think they're just waiting for the phone to ring. And somebody says, you know, we're giving you three years worth of first and seconds. And here's a couple defensive players. What team is going to do that? I don't know. But I would not be surprised that, you know, now that Wentz is, is moved, Stafford's moved, we're going to see what happens to Jameis. As the market kind of dries up here, uh, I, I think somebody's going to get desperate and go give those picks. So here, last one, Brett, out of the veteran guys that are available, available, you know, the Jameis Winston, we think like Trubisky, who do you think's the best out of that group? Like these other teams that are desperate, who do you think they should get out of the veteran group? I am very curious to see what happens with Jameis because I think that that LASIK surgery that he got is actually going to make a really big difference. Um, and again, he's another guy who I don't think is motivated by money. So I think it's very possible that he can stay in New Orleans for a very cheap contract and just go win a lot of games. He, he's very much a guy that cares more about legacy than money. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks with Sean Payton. Um, his eyesight is apparently a lot better than it was. And, and I guess a, a big part of him throwing interceptions was just really poor vision. As weird as that sounds, it sounds like a cop-out. But from what I've heard, that really was a problem. So I, I would be very interested to see him stick with New Orleans on another cheap deal, which I think they can swing, uh, have him go out, ball out, and then maybe get paid later down the line. But I, I think he really wants to prove he can do it again, and his best place to do that is with Sean Payton. Brett Coleman, check out the film room on YouTube. Brett, appreciate you jumping on the show today. Follow him on Twitter by his name, at Brett Coleman. A few things I want to address next. Also, best bets. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.